0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast, a Thanksgiving edition of this show. Uh, The Warriors, they beat the L.A. Clippers at home, 124-107, and that game felt good. You know, it just felt really, really good. That might have been, you know, the most warrior-like game they've had All season, And we've seen some glimpses of them getting there, but this is one that felt, it just, it was fun to watch. You know, it felt like, kind of felt like last season. So the Warriors are now nine and 10 with uh, one game left till that 20 game mark that I always talk about. And I don't think that they're in the clear. There's still a lot of work to do. There's still a lot of question marks they have to figure out. A lot of things on the road and prove it to people, prove it in the standings, prove it to themselves, prove it to naysayers that they can win on the road against good teams. Now, this Clippers team did not have Kawhi Leonard, nor did it have Paul George on the court. But as I've said, you take that uh, for what it is, but uh, you take any win you can get you know you acknowledge that just like when the the warriors beat the rockets the rockets had four wins they probably still have four wins on the season but you look for the signs from clay you look for a road win just anything to put those things together and just to remind y'all if you didn't look at the standings recently if you haven't looked at the standings the west is really really tightly packed no team is running away with it All of the favorites have had some kind of issue so far this season. When you look at the standings, as of now, the Suns are in first place in the West. And the separation from the first spot to the sixth spot where the Clippers are is one game. So one game separates one through six. The Warriors are in 11th place still, but they're only three games out of the first spot. So it would be more serious that the Warriors started off so terribly if, you know, there were a couple teams that were running away with it or if the top six were, you know, far and away better than everyone else. But that's not the case right now. So, you know, there is a season to be had. There is no, at this point, like fire sale of all the young guys, in my opinion you know and that's a topic to get in more in depth at a later time but right now i just want to talk about five things that i'm i'm thankful for you know for this team for this game etc the first thing is i'm thankful that andrew wiggins is, I mean, his nickname is two-way wigs. I think it should be wide open wigs because when he got traded to the Warriors, everyone told him he would have so many wide open shots because of Steph's gravity, because of the way the Warriors play, the way they move the ball, the way they, you know, the ball finds energy and people make the right play. They make the extra pass and whatnot. And a bunch of Wigan shots this season and tonight, especially are, were wide open. He played 32 minutes, 12 for 18 from the field, six for 10 from three. I believe this is the second game in a row. He hit six three-pointers. He hit six in Houston. He hit his one free throw, four boards, two assists, three steals, plus 28 on the night, 31 points. He had the highest plus minus. And I've said this for a long time. Like, Wiggins has been the Warriors' second most consistent player this season behind Steph. And if it weren't for Wiggins, then the Warriors would not be 9 and 10, right? Like if they were just riding Steph and they didn't have Wiggins, they would probably be 5 and 14 or something, you know? So I'm appreciative of Wiggins, what he brings to the floor and how his career year is continuing. One of my kind of funny predictions at the beginning of the season, and even last season a little bit, it was that I didn't think Andrew Wiggins would make another all-star game. I don't know if that's true anymore because last season I said there were a lot of dudes who were out, namely Paul George, Zion Williamson, Kawhi Leonard, and all those guys are back. Kawhi Leonard is not playing that well. He's not playing that consistently. He's not playing that much and he's had some uh, recovery issues with his knee Uh, and, you know, and not even comparing Wiggins to everybody else, but he's just having a better year than last season. So, It's not guaranteed, but if Warriors fans and K-pop stars push for Wiggins again this year, and in general, his numbers are up pretty much all across the board compared to last year and his percentages, his efficiency, just higher. I didn't think he could get that much better, but he is that much better. His shots, again, when, when you're wide open, now that he has experience playing with Steph, playing with Clay, playing with Draymond and playing for a championship team. He knows where his shots are. So I'm pretty sure he spent a big chunk of the off season, taking those shots, you know, getting the reps with those shots. And I'm thankful for Wiggins and his desire to be better, his desire to stay with his team and take a, a lesser contract, a pay cut, because he's really, really important to this squad and what they do. So, uh, Thankful again for Andrew Wiggins. The second thing, uh, I'm not exactly sure. I was a little too hasty in recording this. I didn't look it up. I'm not exactly sure who on the Warriors coaching staff is in charge of rotations. It used to be Mike Brown, who's, of course, now the head coach of the Sacramento Kings. But whomever it is, I'm thankful for that person because they may have unlocked something that is working well. Basically, it's different combos, but Draymond Green is inserted into the second unit. He comes out a little bit earlier in the first quarter and third quarter, and then he plays with the second unit when he comes back. And it has this calming effect on that second unit because you always at least have one of the adults, (laughs) one of the basically like Steph or Draymond on the court at all times, it feels like, right? Having them for the majority of the game being on the court is huge because they just, I mean, they just know how to play, right? They settle the guys on the court. And also with the second unit, I feel like those guys are getting a little bit more comfortable, getting a little bit more accustomed. Like the new guys, Jermichael Green, Dante DiVincenzo, it's always been about just getting into uh, a comfort zone with the Warriors and how they play and all their different schemes. And I think it's starting to show, and that chemistry and that cohesion, you know, it doesn't feel like just a bunch of random dudes who are sputtering on the second unit. With Draymond out there, it feels like someone is in control, that someone is leading that unit better than anyone had before. So we'll see if they stick with that, but it seems to be – paying off pretty well. Dramon played 33 minutes, four for four from the field, hit his one three pointer, seven boards, 12 assists, two steals, nine points plus 21. I mean, that's nice. So thankful for whomever uh, came up with that rotation tweak. The third thing is I'm thankful for Jonathan Kaminga. I know that he chucked up a bunch of threes, like maybe what it was like three for 12 against the Pelicans when the vets and the starters rested for the most part. And in this game though, I'm thankful that Jonathan Kaminga is starting to do some of the things that the Warriors need him to do, right? He's playing under control. He's making fewer mistakes. And in this game, he looked good. <laughs> he, he didn't look like he was out of sorts. He, he did what he does, right? He is athletic as hell. He's active. Uh, he's dynamic and he brings an athleticism that no one else besides Andrew Wiggins really has on the team right now. I can appreciate Kaminga, and, you know, again, part of this feeling out process is guys getting comfortable with their roles. And I think that's even something that Kaminga said post-game, is like once guys get comfortable in their roles and who they are, then the team will start to look like itself Kaminga missed a bunch of games because he was out of the rotation. So it's taken him a while to get back into the flow. Uh, he was still a minus seven, but he did some positive things. 14 minutes, three of seven, 0 for three from three, uh, four boards, two assists, a steal, a block, six points. I'll take that, honestly. You know, it's not flashy. It's not like Cade Cunningham, Scotty. Barnes numbers you know two dudes who were in his draft class as well but that's what you need you need him out there doing those uh doing the dirty work playing tough defense being active just making sure that his minutes even though he was a minus overall that he does positive things on the court The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns. Like, will James Wiseman actually be on this Warriors team by the end of the season? I hope so. When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. The app is super easy to use. Just pop it open, do what you got to do, and you're good to go. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Four, I'm thankful for these city edition uniforms the Warriors have this year. At first, when they were leaked like a month or two ago, I was like, what are those, right? The whole yellow flower thing. I was like, I don't understand what it's connected to. Uh, Of course, it's connected to supportive women. And I think that's great. But what I really, really like about them is that when I watch a game on TV or uh, on my computer and they're wearing those uniforms, it looks like the old, the town uniforms to me. And I love those uniforms. <laughs> I see Clay Thompson in that and he looks like he's back in 2019, right? Anything black and gold for the Warriors in their uniform scheme is going to look really, really nice. So uh, that's pretty clear to me. But, you know, seeing Clay in, that uniform, he looks like he's in the, in the 2019 NBA Finals, and that also goes along with the fact that Clay is starting to look more and more like himself. Play 27 minutes, which is great, only 27 minutes five for 10, three of seven from three, five of six from the line, <laughs> zero boards, zero assists. Typical Clay game, uh, two steals, 18 points, plus 11. Again, that's three games in a row for Clay where he has let the game come to him. And at a certain point, that concept of you know being in the flow and not forcing stuff, that's going to be the norm like it had always been throughout his career before the injury. It's going to be less and less of something that you point out that, oh, Clay played within himself or Clay didn't take bad shots. All that kind of chatter is slowly but surely going to go away. So I can appreciate where he's at and just seeing him out there, he he looks like old clay. You know what I mean? Sure, he's lost a step. But in this one, I mean, that shot looked pure. The decisions, moving the ball, all that stuff. I mean, that's that's what they need to get to, you know? And I feel like that Houston game especially really, really just boosted his confidence. It, it gave him that uh, high watermark of where he's like, okay, I can get to this and I am still this. So, I am thankful for Clay looking more like himself especially in those in those uh, uh black and gold uniforms again. Lastly, Steph, I'm super thankful for Steph cuz I always talk about how, you know, everything begins and ends with Steph. He carried this team all season long. His ability to sense What the team needs, what his guys need, get other guys involved to get them going instead of taking his shots early is the selflessness, right? We're never going to see another superstar like this in our lifetimes. I mean, maybe in some other sport, maybe in basketball, but the odds of someone like that coming to the Warriors again is uh, really, 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 really small, you know? really bad odds. Steph played 32 minutes, nine for 20 from the field, four for 10 from three, six boards, nine assists, 22 points only plus 18. And that's totally fine. That's awesome. I always thought that a sign that the Warriors were starting to turn the corner would be when Steph wouldn't have to be the leading scorer in every single game, right? When you string, because like in past seasons, you'd look at the leading scorer and it'd be somebody else, I'm looking at the high score for all the Warriors games. And for the first nine, it was Steph. The 10th was Poole. 11, 12, 13, Steph. 14, Poole. 15, Curry. 16, Curry. Then it's Clay and then Poole and then Wiggins. And two of those games with Poole were games where, you know, the New Orleans games where Steph sat. So uh, everything else has been Steph. Until recently, small sample size, it's a, it's a handful of games that they started to look really, really, you know, like a lot better, but it's a start. I think it's a, a great sign. You know, it's a great sign that at least on paper, they're starting to look a little bit more like themselves. And there's a bunch of other things I could mention, but I'll leave it at those things for now. I do want to say that I'm thankful for uh, you all out there listening to this podcast or watching this podcast on YouTube. Uh, I've enjoyed the journey thus far, we're almost a quarter away there. If the Warriors, they, if they beat the Jazz on Friday, we're back at 500 and you know we're good to go. At least things would be trending in the right direction. You know, there's, again, a lot of question marks, a lot of things to work out, a lot of stuff with the young guys in terms of finding consistency, a lot of stuff to figure out in terms of especially James Wiseman. Uh, there's all the trade chatter that's getting tossed around, Pirtle, Miles Turner, uh, whoever else is – I mean, I saw Bradley Beal. I thought we put that one to rest a long time ago. Bradley Beal for all the young guys. That was a Bleacher Report one. I think that's ridiculous uh, because Bradley Beal is not what the Warriors need. (laughs) But thank you for tuning in because you all make this whole podcast and the process of making it and responding to comments uh, really, really uh, worth it. And uh, I appreciate you all. So Have a happy Thanksgiving. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors warriors check us out at oakland warriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen the oakland warriors podcast is produced by national film society and is a part of the basketball podcast network and if you're so inclined please do leave us a five-star rating on spotify and apple podcasts and if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show on apple podcasts that would be hugely hugely appreciated and it would be very very helpful thanks that's it music in this episode provided by paper sun special thanks to paul Amarto for production support see you next time and go dubs